Dementia Researcher with a blog and a rating. Dementia has been a real hot topic for news outlets recently. We've heard about new treatments, celebrities revealing their diagnosis, and now the media are running with the story that dementia cases could be set to double by 2040 due to obesity and other poor lifestyle choices. Now this all sounds very scary, but I think there's a huge silver lining to be seen. Before we get to that though, let's first dive into where this claim comes from. The link between lifestyle and dementia is not a new one. In the case of Alzheimer's, the most common cause of dementia, we've known for many years that only 1% of cases are attributed purely to genetic mutations. In the other 99%, it's a combination of genetic mutations and environmental factors that all come together. Age, lack of mental stimulation, social isolation, head injuries, hypertension, diabetes, smoking, alcohol consumption, poor diet, poor sleep patterns, the list literally goes on. Obesity is the one that hits home though because we are a population that is exponentially increasing in levels of obesity for many reasons. Too many to go into today. So how does obesity contribute to dementia risk? The short answer is that it's complicated. The slightly longer answer is that obesity creates a series of scenarios within the body that push an individual into a higher risk category for the development of dementia. It often leads to insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes. This in turn can lead to dementia, with diseases like Alzheimer's being referred to as type 3 diabetes by some researchers. Again, the science is complicated, but essentially the same mechanisms that impair glucose uptake in diabetes can prevent glucose from getting into brain cells, and brain cells really need glucose. This in turn can lead to amyloid accumulation, neuroinflammation, blood-brain barrier dysfunction. It's not good news. On top of that, obesity kickstarts a bucket load of other mechanisms that can lead to dementia. High blood pressure, narrowing blood vessels, which can limit the blood supply to the brain. Inflammation can rage on in the body and affect the brain, contributing to neurodegeneration. If you're obese, your gut microbiome is likely to be filled with bugs that secrete neuroinflammatory or neurodegenerative factors as a result of the food you are putting into your body. Does our waistline really affect affect our brain health? It absolutely does. Even to the point that you can see brain atrophy, so loss of brain tissue, in obese people. We have to take this seriously, otherwise it absolutely will contribute to increased cases of dementia in any country that's got an obesity problem. So how is this good news? To let me frame this, please allow me to draw upon a personal story that I've talked about a few times within these blogs and on our Food for Thought podcast series. And I should say you should give this podcast series a look if you want to hear more about the links between what we eat and our brain health. In 2021, I was diagnosed with a form of inflammatory bowel disease called ulcerative colitis. This means that my immune system attacks the tissue in my colon. And in my case, it attacks the entire length of the colon. If you're going to get something, at least do it properly. When my disease is active... I'm incredibly unwell. My body struggles to digest anything that I eat and I rapidly lose weight. I have to go to the bathroom 20 to 30 times a day and that's mostly to get rid of blood. It's a horrific existence that's landed me in hospital on a steroid trip for a week. When I was diagnosed, I was told it was just bad luck and there was nothing I could do. After reading a lot of studies, I realized this was not the case. My IBD was my fault. 
Yes, I probably carry some genetic risk factors, but I also lived a lifestyle that promoted inflammation in my digestive tract. No exercise. A diet that was probably 80% ultra-processed foods, too much sugar. The only thing that I wasn't doing in excess was drinking alcohol. But in many ways, what I was consuming was just as bad for my body. I was skinny fat. I was a healthy weight on the outside, but internally I was causing so much damage with what I was eating. The moment I realized that, I was able to take responsibility for my illness. Recognizing that I had contributed to the onset of my disease was weirdly empowering because for the first time, it gave me hope that I could do something about it. If I'd got myself into this mess, maybe I could drag myself out of it. I U-turned my lifestyle with frequent exercise, stress management, and a diet that was rich in fresh whole foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, legumes. I got discharged from hospital in February 2022. In May 2022, I had my last signs of colitis. Now I sit here writing this 18 months on, knowing that all my markers show no inflammation. I've not had any symptoms since last May, and this is the healthiest I've ever been, despite having an invisible disability. The reason I'm telling this story is because I think it demonstrates the power we have when we recognise and accept predictions like obesity will double dementia rates. Obesity is not a cystic fibrosis. You aren't born with a genetic mutation that destines you for obesity. Genetics are thought to contribute to propensity of obesity, but we have the power, in most cases, to reverse and prevent it with the right lifestyle choices. For me, the headlines are all pointing at one big, bright, shiny point. We have found a big contributor to dementia, and it's a factor that we can actually do something about. For years, we've been fighting against dementia with a broken sword and a shield made out of wet tissue paper. It's ravaged through our loved ones, and all we've been able to do is sit back and watch as it tears families apart. Suddenly, we've been handed a sharpened blade to fight back. If obesity rates continue on their current trajectory, we could see dementia rates double. Over 400,000 patients have a recorded diagnosis of dementia as of the start of this year. That could be pushing a million by 2040, and that's just the number of new diagnoses. However, this also means that if we take responsibility for our lifestyles, we could potentially stop or at least impair the growth in dementia rates. How about we start thinking, does this mean we could potentially prevent as many as half a million people from getting diagnosed every year by 2040? That sounds a lot better, doesn't it? I don't know to what extent we can prevent dementia onset by moving ourselves to a healthy lifestyle. I do, however, know that by living better, we massively reduce our risk, and that will in turn reduce the spread of dementia in the wider population. And that's enough for me to eat more broccoli. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.